Welcome to episode 553 of the LeeCast Podcast. I am Nick Thinking Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rockarts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Happy Tuesday, Nick. Happy Tuesday indeed, everybody. Hey, we've got one new patron this week. Uh, a little bit of LeeCast news um, capped off with some very exciting, uh, a very exciting announcement, I guess. Uh, a tiny little bit of new news. Well, that's not true. We've got a little world's preview as well as a new patch. Uh, then we're going to jump all the way into the competitive league section. Uh, we'll do an ad from NordVPN, Poggers. They're back and uh, close it out with Roundtable and Mail Fight. Aiden, how was your week? Mike was great. I played some league, actually. Um, nice. I've been talking a lot on the Discord about just spamming Urgot on my, like, in normal games by myself. Uh, that's been fun. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've, did I mention on the podcast last week where my favorite thing, I'm not toxic. Okay, but sometimes when you play and you're not very good at a character, people flame you, even if you're playing a normal game or sometimes yeah. fun mm-hmm. games. Yeah. Urgot, what you can do is you can go to that person's lane and follow them around all game, <laughs> making sure they have no fun. And if you're ever going to get a kill, you 100% get the kill. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, so I've had that happen like twice, but it's, it's been fun. Uh, he's he's one of my favorite characters in the game to play right now, I think. Um, nice. But then I also played some ranked because I had Decay. So I played a couple games on... I played four games. I played two on my main, two on my smurf. I played Volibear Jungle on my main because I got auto-filled. Hmm. Um, almost won that game which is crazy uh then i played alistair support dude support so fucking easy <laughs> holy shit <laughs> um and then i played on my smurf where i played um tom kench and i think shen were the two games i played um and i think i did really well in both of those uh <laughs> dude my smurf when i say smurf my smurf's d120 i think right now um it, it honestly that difference in elo honestly feels so much different even though like it's like low d1 versus high d1 both of them with like decent MMR, but it yeah, is I think it's because the MMR in your main is probably like Masters two hundred. Yeah, it's it's crazy on my because you dodged like five series. That is mm-hmm. yeah, that is pretty nuts. Yeah, so now I'm D one ninety six and then D one twenty one on my two. Wait, you're D one ninety six? Yeah, you're ninety seven. I saw Poggers. I'm beating you by one LP. You suck ass. <laughs> yeah. You're bad, even though I lost like 200 LP this week. Yeah, I was gonna say, we'll we'll wait till we get to your. Um, <laughs> to your I'm in this awkward point that even if I like do the classic of lose a game, then win a game on my uh, main account, I get my series <laughs> uh, next time. So uh, that's all right. We're almost near the end of the season. We're like two months away, so not too much more dodging. Then I can actually hit master tier. Potters. Um, but hey, outside of that, um, finished Final Fantasy VII. We have an email about that, so I'll hold that till. Oh then. wow, interesting. Get- game was fun for the most part uh some whack shit but i already read the email so i'm gonna respond to that stuff there um and then other thing game show september 23rd 9 p.m please be there it's trivia i have it all set up it's fucking cool it's actually have like it's actually really fucking cool please show up 9 9 p.m trivia 9 p.m what time zone yes eastern eastern all the information's in our discord you can also just message me if you're curious about it um 
everything's already set up it, it's fucking gonna be fun uh, i have 75 questions but of Aiden, varying do difficulty. i need to register an account do i need to buy something no. to get into this trivia all you have to do is you, you show up either to our discord where we have uh i'll be live streaming it uh, there on the discord so it's gonna be like a jackbox type thing where like you just enter in a, co- a code on your phone or your computer on a website that i give you the link to um and then you're you're in you just like play and you play until you're eliminated you can play after you've been eliminated but the the winner just is whoever's last standing who didn't get any questions wrong um or you can just show up to my twitch stream uh twitch.tv slash leadcastfrost um and then the code will also be there um either one works you can also if you have friends by the way if you have any friends who are interested in league of legends trivia get them to play all they need is a phone and uh the link to the stream or to the discord to to see it, the code and it'll I be a lot of fun be, we're gonna have a little trouble finding the overlap between people who play league of legends and people who have friends, <laughs> who have friends yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty it's a pretty narrow slice of that venn diagram there's the three of us and then ooh, it's probably yeah, for, it I don't know if, if if you if you and like your girlfriend or your wife or whoever are just like hanging out, get them just to log in on their phone as well. Double your chances to win cool prizes. Yeah, if, so. you, if you're not sure between A and C, you can have them pick the other one. It's kind yeah. of cheating. <laughs> True. Don't don't do it with more people than you actually have. Like don't don't be lame and go buy like twelve phones. That would be that'd be cheating. But or do because I would be impressed by your level of commitment. That means to <laughs> yeah. If you go out and get twelve phones to win tiny trivia, little trivia, <laughs> good for you. I think most of the questions are pretty balanced. Like some of them are hard. There's, I'll give you the categories uh, just to like to shout out a little more. Um, I've kind of broken it into categories. Um, categories in a broad sense are game. So, like, stuff actually just physically you'd know by playing League of Legends. History, which is going to be hard as fuck, I think. Uh, Knowledge, which is more general, like, you don't get it from playing the game, but, like, you have a general knowledge of League of Legends. Lore, esports, and skins, I think, is the last category. Interesting. Um, Hmm. So, I think it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm I'm super excited. There's a lot that I learned that I had to double check a bunch, Um, but it's going to be great. Sick. September 23rd, 9 p.m. EST. Be there. Invite some nice. friends. Hell yeah. What are we going to talk about my week now? Uh, I also played some League of Legends, <laughs> but I, I lost a lot more games than I won. I uh, went from like 170 LP down to Diamond 1, like 30 LP. But now I'm back to 97, so uh, it'll only take me four more wins to be back to Master Zero. <laughs> Uh, turns <laughs> May, out May, you're whoa, not whoa, whoa. Feeling... masters one masters zero lp i meant <laughs> no no no. you'll get to masters one lp everyone oh, okay. you start with one lp right i don't maybe so you I don't, don't demote instantly works. i'm pretty sure i i bet aiden could confirm that yeah, probably whenever he's here <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it turns out when you're not feeling super well and you haven't slept much i i did a thing like three times where i was like couldn't get to sleep and i was like oh, i'll go play a game of league because i can't <laughs> sleep and then i lost and i was like yeah i'll play two more and i just like lost three in a row and i'm like well that really helped put me to sleep now i'm not <laughs> angry at all i um, uh i i don't know if i've ever heard of someone using league of legends solo queue to fall asleep like as a uh i mean you know, it, it this, this will help relax me <laughs> it won't help me sleep but i just like at a certain point i'll be like man i can't sleep i might as well do something yeah um, which probably isn't great, especially well, when my, I go do a thing that keeps me up more. Yeah, I think that like that's the big thing. I've uh, I've actually heard that if you can't fall asleep, you should get out of bed and like do something else and try to like reset it, so that way you don't your body doesn't associate like being in bed with not sleeping. You know, 
Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's but okay. Yeah, so that, that was my ranked experience. Uh, played in Clash. It went very not well. We uh, lost the first game and then didn't get to play any more games because oh, no. nobody plays Loser's Bracket. Oh, so did you guys automatically win, or we got yeah we got fifth. Nice, <laughs> we got fifth for losing one game and not cool. leaving the tournament. Not playing any other games. That's awesome. Yeah, so I got a ward skin, which is pretty sick. Uh, nice. Show up, lose one game, get a ward skin. Um, <laughs> Refuse to answer any other questions. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's about it for my week. What have you been up to? Yo, um, I actually watched, I think, two movies. This, well, I guess I should talk about League first on my League of Legends podcast. Um, I played a, a relatively small amount of League, um, at least uh, ranked. Um, I am up, I think, either 8LP or 10LP, uh, just because I currently lose more than I win. And uh, I also had a, an accidental dodge in there. Um so I am, I think, up from where I started this past week, which is which is good, uh, but not as much as I should be. Um, but yeah, it's it's going okay so far. I think um, I think I've officially made the decision to switch to um, playing like tank wave clear champions top lane um, as primary. Of course, I think I think there are a lot of support mains nowadays, um, so that kind of makes playing support a little bit less desirable as the role like more people are going to get off off rolled or or auto filled whatever you want to call it and uh, it uh, will I think lead to a higher quality game state if I uh, am willing to accept probably the lowest played uh, role in the game and just go ahead and take it but uh, it's been I mean it's been pretty fun so far I have a lot of fun playing uh, like Udyr, Sejuani, I played a Maokai game. I don't think he's quite on the level as the other two right now. Um, but I think he's really good still. Um, but uh, other than that, I think I watched two movies, which is where I was going with before. Uh, I think I watched Princess Bride for the first time, which was fun. Oh, for the first time. Okay. For the first time. Yeah, it's been... It's been, Oh, just that movie. Just that movie. Um so yeah, Princess Bride for the first time, which was really fun. I got to see all the memes that everyone quotes all the time. I didn't yeah. realize that was a uh, like such a popular movie, actually. Yeah, it's a very popular and and very quoted movie because there, there's yeah. just like so there's a, many. There's a lot of really good yeah quotable moments. Yeah. Um. But uh, also the movie holds up really well. Like all things considered, mm-hmm. even the um. I don't know how familiar like if if I name a specific part having seen it this past week if you're gonna know what i mean um but even the like the what rodents of unusual size in yeah, the swamp the or whatever um they don't look that bad for a film from the, no. the late 80s and like I, I think it 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 has that because like they did it like a, it seemed like all with practical effects so it's like yeah they weren't cgi rats they were puppets and like yeah it's obviously like, it's like they look CGI. like they, they look like puppets but you're like, that's fine because this is a physical thing that he's actually wrestling with. Yeah, and it's okay if it looks a little goofy because it's a it's a goofy movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it was it was definitely t- like fun to watch it, like not knowing that it was a pretty much a parody of all the like Disney princess movies. I would say uh, mm-hmm. maybe not a not not a parody, but definitely a satirical 
work in that sense. Um, yeah. And uh, it was good. I would recommend it. Obviously, it's a uh, hey, hot take. Good movie's good. <laughs> good movie is good. Um, but yeah, I think um, other than that, I've started playing Near Replicant, which is the first version of Near, I guess. Um, the second being Near Automata, uh, which is much more popular, but I think a little bit more polished as well. So I'm, I'm having a good time so far. I'm not super far into it, um, but looking forward to uh, continuing to, to play it. So I guess we should get on with the show. You want to tell us about our one new patron, Colton? Absolutely. It's Dallin R. Thank you for Fars. joining the G2 Army. The G2 Well, maybe maybe we don't want to call ourselves that. Oh, we have to cancel that. You made it official last show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to make it unofficial, I think. Okay, we, we're undoing that decision. <laughs> for reasons uh, things that have if gone... you follow the esports news, you'll know. And if not, we'll tell you about later. <laughs> things have gone even worse in uh, one calendar week than we thought they they might it's, it's literally unfolding right now too like dude by the time we get to the second it might even be more news i'm yeah. so excited to talk about it honestly yeah it's really fun um well fun is not the the right descriptor for it it'll be fun to talk about not fun yeah, to fuck experience, awesome. sure. <laughs> um cool you ready to, uh do you want to tell us about the leadcast news one more time before we yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. before we jump Just- in just one more time, um, yeah, trivia, our, probably our biggest event that we're going to ever throw, um, at least yet so far. Um, until we host Worlds. Yeah, <laughs> until we host Worlds. Um, September 23rd, this Friday, at 9 p.m. EST, either showing up to our Discord, we have a big um, stage channel where I'll have the, the game streamed, or you can just show up to my Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash Frost, and it's going to be just you sign in with a phone or your device using like a code, and then it's uh, last man standing trivia, and there'll be prizes for the person who wins, and also just like some little fun prizes uh, for those who stick around. Um, so be sure to come out for that. It'll be a lot of fun. Bring your friends, bring your significant others. Uh, anyone who's interested in League, it'll be, it'll be fun. Uh, I think the most fun part of having a staging channel is that you can already join the uh, listening portion yeah. of it. Uh, so someone was in there for a long time and I didn't, I was trying to figure out like what that was. I wanted to make sure I didn't misremember the date and yeah. uh, it turned out I started listening as well. You click it, you just immediately join it. I did the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh, one person's in there. I wonder who it is. So I clicked it to see and it just pops you in there and I'm like, Oh, well now I'm, yeah. the, I'm that guy. It's a uh, very funny. Um, uh, uh-huh. Awesome. Uh, let's talk about the 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 new news. Um, so hey, Lil Nas X is becoming president of League of Legends. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? So funny. It is so funny. I really <laughs> it like it. Um, it's a very uh, Office parody esque. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was uh, it was a very good time. Definitely recommend watching it. The little preview they gave for the world song makes it sound so good. I feel like this is. I'm I'm in I'm in your your boat, Aiden. I feel like this is going to be a, one of one for the ages. There's already a leaked of of him performing it like a year ago because obviously people work on music for like a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of N word in that, Uh, so I'm assuming it'll be a radio edit of that version. Um, But the song it won't be. Yeah, (laughs) but the song is actually like really really sick. You can find like a version of it online, or it just comes out on Thursday, I think. So yeah, and you can pre-save it now, guys. Isn't that exciting? (laughs) Yeah, I love pre-saving. God, um, (laughs) awesome. So. Do you guys want to talk about the patch then? Patch 12, 18. It's pretty small, yeah. so we can just run through it. This is like the world patch, the official one that they're going to be playing on. So it's just small little changes that are just more to get stuff in line with uh, worlds. So. I'm so sad that Udyr is not going to be mm-hmm. like played on, on worlds. That makes me sad. Um, anyway, Ash is up next, or is up first, I guess. 
Uh, Q bonus attack speed is increased. Nice. Cool. Exactly, Ash. That's a bug. Yeah, help for 80 carry Ash. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hecarim's getting a fuck ton of changes. Uh, his Q80 ratio is decreased. His damage, stack per, uh, st- damage per stack is decreased. And his W post mitigation damage uh, heal is reduced. The general but consensus is he's still going to be turbo broken. Yeah. yeah, he's still going to be turbo broken. He's he's actually insane. The Eclipse build is fucking cracked on him. Um, he's going to probably be a pick bench character world, which is interesting because I, I was thinking about this like in the shower this morning. Um, Riot can kind of just determine who gets world skins, right? Or like, <laughs> like the champions. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. to some degree, right? Like if you make Hecarim pick ban level, the top team's going to have at least played him a fair bit, and that means it probably limits what they're going to choose for their world skin. Not that I'm saying mm. they did that, but I, I just think it's interesting because we might just get a fucking like Genji Hecarim skin. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, like, you're totally right where it's like they going into worlds probably have an idea that like one of the five best characters in that role is going to be that year's mm-hmm. world skin. And that's definitely going to be affected by game balance, right? So, like, thinking back to when Jinx was just like the best AD carry for like five months, right? It's like, if that was the patch we were on going into Worlds, hey, we're probably going to get whatever team wins Worlds to pick Jinx. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, so those are the Hecarim small nerfs, probably not enough. Uh, Callista base health decreased by 30, so a little nerf. Pog, uh, Kane, Darken form Q bonus AD scaling is decreased. Cool. Uh, Leeson health growth increased. W life steal and spell vam increase. I would like to see some Leeson at Worlds. He didn't need to be picked banned, but that's nice. So yeah, I would too. Yeah, I want it's always fun pickable. watching. Yeah, it's fun watching him competitively. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not fun playing against him. I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, <laughs> I, I always want Leeson, especially at Worlds, to be like in a spot where everyone isn't picking him because he's the best, and we don't have to watch like bad Leeson players pickly. Yeah. But it's like the good Lee Sin players will still play him even if he's like a minus tier because they're just that good at Lee. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like that's what I want to see. The closer game five special, if you yeah, will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lulu, W bonus movement speed decreased, disabled duration decreased, and cooldown increased. So uh, some fat nerfs to the whimsy. Yeah, and I think that's actually like pretty substantial, uh, all things considered. That's... um probably her best spell and mm-hmm. it's getting nerfed for every single like every single part of it's getting nerfed so um interesting maokai is up next the pa- he's been too strong for too long nerfing boys passive yeah, he's healing been a dominant force <laughs> pa- <laughs> so i mean he has been really good like don't get me wrong um probably a little overtuned uh his passive healing is decreased his q bonus damage to monsters is increased and his eap scaling is decreased so it won't it won't affect like top lane maokai too much uh, or tank support Maokai. Um, definitely hits AP support Maokai, which I, is probably dead at this point, uh, and buffs Aiden's favorite form of Maokai, the jungle Maokai. So, oh, yeah. I miss very playing exciting. jungle Maokai. I love jungle Maokai. Well, hey, play him now. Play him now. Maybe. He's got uh, he's got jungle damage on his Q, which means he's good, right? Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, up next, we've got Misfortune. Her health growth and her attack damage growth have been nerfed. 
Oh, I do no. think the the flavor text there is so funny though. Like I, I really like Riot. I'm a bit of a Riot simp, but like their fucking just stuff is just it's just words, man. Misfortune's buffs in twelve point seventeen uh, really hit the mark for both of her builds. Even after the mid patch nerf, if it really hit the fucking mark, why did they nerf? <laughs> like, like, what know. do you mean? Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, she's getting slight nerf, so it's fine. Um, Nocturne is getting slight nerfs as well. He also got puffs on twelve seventeen. Uh, it's just his attack damage growth is being decreased. He'll still be picked with the Kennen combo, I think, at Worlds. So, mm-hmm. which is super super cool. I like that uh, yeah. that aspect of it. Nice. Um, next, we have Thresh. Health growth increased. E base damage increased. Nice. Um, Udir base lots health is yeah. Lots of changes. Base health decreased, base armor growth. I'm sorry, armor growth decreased. Q mana cost is decreased. The AP scaling on Q is increased, and the first two Q attacks grant uh, bonus range. If you awaken Q, it now deals additional max health damage on the first two attacks. His W percent healing is decreased, and life steal now scales with rank. The ultimate base damage, or I'm sorry, his Phoenix form base damage is decreased. The AP scaling is decreased, and the min- damage to minions uh, is adjusted. So it looks like it is lower early and higher late so yeah and it looks like they're trying to make the q build more viable q udir's q might be one of the worst abilities in the game Uh, yeah especially compared to the rest of his abilities right we're like so it it was always the issue with old udir was that just like there were very fringe instances where q was good if you were trying to like cheese top lane full ad but generally phoenix was just always so much better mm-hmm. and they reworked him and hey look phoenix was just so much better um yeah it's buffs, actually crazy i don't know if it'll it probably is not gonna be enough i haven't played new Udir yet uh, so. i'm not sure either i have played a pretty decent amount of Udir and especially top lane Udir. i think it's really fun um i can recognize that he absolutely needs some nerfs uh it's one of the more uninteractive like play styles you can have uh at some point you clear the wave and then fuck off and do other stuff uh which is not very fun um for top lane players i imagine um and you you end up being like really useful even if you die a bunch so uh i definitely think it's okay for them to to nerf it hopefully it's still playable because it's fun um but i can also understand them wanting to kill it and get him him back mm-hmm. in the jungle Cool. Um, Next is some. Sorry, no, no, go ahead. Some competitive changes. So I kind of thought this was a thing, but for like a long time, um, if you queue support or autofill, you'd get autofill protect. Uh, sorry, if you queue support or fill, you'd get autofill protection uh, the game after, uh, or the next two games. Um, they now realize that support is not the least popular role in the game. Um, so now it's just, you're going to, if you pick the least popular role at the time, which is going to be like a rotating thing, um, then you'll get auto, you'll, um, get autofill protection for the upcoming game um so this is gonna be something that's indicated in your lobby like hey right now there's no top laners queuing queue top and then you'll get autofill protection your next game or whatever um so it's it's interesting this is probably just a better system in general yeah yeah i I think so this is this is always the uh the the way to do it via mmo um Mm. it's just hey this this role is currently like seeing low play if you queue for it, you'll you'll get a bonus and shorter queue times. Like, yeah, I'm interested to see if they're going to have it. Like, when I go to queue up, will I see? And it, that's what it sounds it, like. Yeah, but they, it looks they said like um, that they're making mm-hmm. yeah that visible. 
Um, and uh, they also mentioned that, that the thing is unchanged, where if you do still get, like, filled to an off-roll, mm-hmm. you're still protected for two games, which is nice. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. if you choose to fill, like, the least rolls, just auto-fill protection for the game after, just yeah. the one. So. I'm, I'm also, wondering if that also applies to if you Q-fill primary. Probably. You'd hope so, I, that I would assume, make sense. I assume it, it would Q you in the lowest roll, like the lowest yeah. played roll, right? Yeah. Uh, like more, more. I would assume. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I guess a PSA. I see this all the time on like for streamers and and Reddit and stuff. Like getting assigned your secondary role is not being auto filled. Yeah, I, yeah. A lot of people go. I haven't. I haven't. I've been auto filled every game uh, in my last. Time. Yeah. <laughs> like, but you're queuing secondary, like top lane. Like, you're you're indicating that it, that is one of two roles that you're willing to play. Yeah, yeah, which like still sucks. Like, don't get me wrong, yeah. but it's not it's not being auto filled. Yeah. Dodge. Yeah, just dodge forehead. Yeah. Um, cool. Awesome. Some behavioral system changes. Uh, players you have recently honored or have recently honored you will show up in the suggested party members. Does anyone actually use this unless they're inviting someone that they want to flame? No. Because <laughs> I feel like I've never invited or been invited to anyone's lobby. No, because I feel like if, like, you'll add a person if you actually want to play with them. You won't just yeah. like click play again and invite them to the game without adding just, them. You won't just raw invite them. <laughs> yeah, like that seems crazy. Like me, yeah, normally it's like you add them after the game. And you're like, "Yo, GG, want to play?" Yeah, another. exactly. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "Yo, let's go." Or they're like, "Yeah, no, and that's fuck you." Like that's definitely happened a couple times, but yeah, that's funny. It's weird. Uh, and then we have some skins. Um, what is this? Six skins? No. More than six skins. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight skins? Wow. Uh, Ashen Slayer, Silas. Silas. And then Fright Night Annie, Draven, Nautilus, Renata, Trundle, and Urgot. Uh, as well as World 2022 Azir. Uh, I guess Championship 2022. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a cool skin. It's called. It looks sick. It looks super sick. I love it. A lot of people aren't super jazzed about it, but really, yeah, What's not it, to... it's a different thematic than the other like world skins. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and it once again goes into the Riot only makes fucking futuristic skins. <laughs> like they've made about eighteen futuristic skins, uh, skin lines, yeah, um, which I understand. They need to make an Azir skin where it's just a parakeet. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I think it's really cool. Um, I, I think it'd be really also cool if there was just um like chromos for every region i feel like that would be the next yeah thing that'd be do. sick like yeah, i, I don't there's wonder some... where they did the kazakh thing where it was a chroma for every team i think that's a little bit of, like a little bit much um yeah but the chroma for every region would be so fucking cool they had that for i think dragon slayer brahm right oh that, yeah that for the yeah if you like watched lcs or lec or whatever you'd get a chroma yeah yeah and yeah, i have cool. the sick i have the sick one that's like the blue and red yeah that, that so was cool. not american or not lcs um, yeah. and I don't know how I, I think I rolled it luckily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's cool. I, I mean, I like it. I think the Azir skin looks cool. It looks cool in game. I can understand, I guess why people would be a little frustrated at futuristic skins, but they do make Azir a lot of them. I understand that complaint at least. Um, yeah, for sure. Cool. Cool. Uh, should we move on to all the way Ooh, down I, I to do, the competitive leaks? Oh, I just okay, want to quickly say like for the, the Halloween skins or the Friday night skins or whatever they're called. Um, I think those skins are my favorite set of skins they've released in a long, like skin line. Um, yeah, I think they look most, really cool. 
Mostly, I like the idea that they're all just black and white as like their base colors, meaning the chromas, which just have the one accent color, looks look so fucking good. Because yeah. what, like the Trundle one is just orange, right? That's his only color that's not black and white, meaning you just change orange to any other color, it looks fucking sick. It, it, oh, dude, I love skins like this. It looks so I think good. I really like the, they're like cell shaded, right? Yeah. Like they, they look like a different so art style, sick. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, the so Draven cool. one looks very uh, Borderlands-esque. I guess they all do. (laughs) (laughs) They do. Uh, If you haven't seen the spell effects either, I'd recommend going watching a video. Like they're all like, it's like 2D drawn on like spell effects. Oh, that's Uh, cool. It looks so fucking cool. Also look at the Urgot. When you get ulted by Urgot, it's it's just, it's like a hand drawn like uh, chains across your screen. It's so fucking sick. Oh, that's really cool. Nice. What a good skin line. I'll have to to watch a video. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Let's talk about competitive league (laughs) where there's only one thing to talk about, but it's pretty big. Yeah, um, I, I, I t- 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 the section is titled Ocelot is Cringe again. <laughs> um, so again, the, yeah. g- the gist of it is Ocelot posted on his Twitter um, a video of him part- uh, partying with uh, Andrew Tate, who is a known misogynist, lots of issues with him. I would say I don't really want to get into the whole dichotomy yeah. of who he is. Um, that being said, it's one of those things that it's weird um, to do that. Also, he knows that it would, it would cause it cause issues. There's no, I I don't think Ocelot's stupid. I, I think he very much realized that him posting that would cause issues, right? Um, so a, you just hang out with better people. B, if you're gonna hang out with douchebags, don't post it online. And C, don't fucking trip like double down and triple down mm-hmm. on your shit when you do it. Because like his his response to it was like. Uh, no one tells me who the fuck I can like party with and shit like that. And it's like, okay, that's fucking weird. Um, and then obviously like G2 had to came out, come out and put out a statement saying like, Hey, we don't condone these actions. Ocelot's going to take an eight week like break, uh, and a dock on his pay. And then he like had a PR answer, which is <laughs> the most PR like response on his Twitter I've ever seen, which is obviously written by like someone that's not him because he has a very ocelot way of talking um, but and then and, still, and simultaneously <laughs> when that came out there were still liked videos or like tweets yeah, he's like like while it was happening everyone is like fucking wg2 fan now or whatever mm-hmm. um so anyways very, very much supporting carlos and and like going against the apology yeah like narrative um, the reality is like guy is dumb as bricks he has issues in the past that i don't want to bring up now but I, i've always kind of thought he's a douchebag uh that being said while this is all going on um riot is currently in the process of uh signing teams for valorant franchising so it's probably not good if your ceo um is going out and fucking platforming known misogynists yeah. especially when uh, league of legends is a fucking perfect company they have they they've literally had a hundred million dollar lawsuit uh for like women's issues right now right but that being said guess what the company probably doesn't want people like carlos actively posting uh content with people like andrew tate well um because it shows poorly on league of legends as a whole who's fucking dealing with a hundred million dollar lawsuit and guess what happened as of an hour ago um g2 is out of franchising for valorant they have yeah so they were they were currently scheduled to be one of yes. the franchise teams and now will not be yep. because of directly because of carlos's actions yeah <laughs> which uh, i it's fucking I think it, crazy i also i, I it is crazy um, I guess I'm not 100% sure how I feel about it. It seems like really, so obviously I don't, don't condone like what Carlos yeah. said. I think it's like, if he wants to hang out with Andrew Tate, like it's probably not a very good look, but at the end of the day, like 
whatever it's um you know you know as long as he's not i guess spreading that publicly um i i guess it's kind of okay sort of maybe not i, mm-hmm. I don't know from the um, point of Riot mean, Games is they're dealing with a hundred million dollar women's issues lawsuit and they don't want anyone who yeah. is championing this type of champion, championing this, uh, championing this type of behavior. Um, so I understand why they wouldn't want this, but holy fuck, man. <laughs> it, and on top of that, this is, this is for Valorant, which is, I feel like constantly in the news for, yeah. <laughs> um, all kinds of, uh, voice chat issues. Um, but yeah, it's, a uh, it, it's definitely, I don't know, kind of, kind of wild that this is happening um but i can absolutely i think i think we all can understand why it's uh it's very cringe to to handle yourself this way um especially as an adult yeah but. yeah i mean I, like there, there's rumors that like he, he'd get kicked out of league i don't think there's a fucking way that he's gonna get kicked out of league franchising for this um i could see them issuing fines and stuff and punishing him for it um i don't personally think g2 is gonna get fucking kicked out of league franchising for this i think it's going to eliminate any chance of the of them getting it any franchising again um Mm -hmm. for like various league games um but this is crazy i mean once again i i do think nick it's probably a little heavy-handed like like you said um that being said, I think this is fucking awesome to see that like there is action taken. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I I for sure agree. It um it just feels like such a knee jerk reaction. I guess maybe maybe they were already on the line like with G two and Carlos and like mm-hmm. there have been issues in the past that they had cited as as like okay this is your last strike. You know some stuff that goes behind the scenes. Um, because at the end of the day, like while Carlos is the what he's the the owner of g2 right there's yeah yeah, ceo like there's a ton of other people and and like individuals who maybe aren't represented by carlos's views that are will be like negatively punished by this um but it's a hey it's definitely nice for to see riot like taking a stand on something i guess and and you know this is this is really good yeah and i mean i think it's also good that like because like g2 internally was the one who suspended him Mm-hmm. um right so like that's that's good to see that as an organization they've made that move and then like maybe at some point we'll get g2 without ocelot and without some of those issues yeah yeah so either way um it's been fun it's been fun to watch uh as yeah. someone who's a third third outside party i'll say <laughs> <laughs> so cool uh would you like to move into nordvpn absolutely yeah. uh just like how being a decent person can help uh bad people stay out of your life nordvpn can help nice. bad programs out of your life that's a that's a transition right <laughs> um and their new threat protection deal um is uh, is available to you guys now where you'll get four months of that for free um there are going to be three different plans you can get with that um, the different plans include uh, you got the base one, which is just their VPN, the the plus, which has that as well as uh, password generation and storage, or you can get the complete plan that has both of those things, as well as an encrypted file locker for you. Uh, you can get all of that by going to nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. Again, you get a huge discount, four months free, and all of that is backed by Nord's 30 day money back guarantee. So uh, check out NordVPN. They've been sponsoring us for a while. It's a program we all used before they sponsor. They uh, they make good shit, and uh, you should check them out. 
Again, that's nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. We love NordVPN. Poggers, I'm using it literally right now. Right now. Um, Awesome. We want to do the round table? We sure do. Um, So last week's question was, which ability in game do you think would look the best in anime? And I didn't even write them down because we had so many. We had actually like the most responses I think we've ever gotten to a fucking question. (laughs) You guys are fucking weebs. Um, So I have just some pulled up on on my side monitor here. Um, But we had, I even had people message me and they're like, hey, I I think it was large dad who messaged me went, hey, I fucking hate you. And I'm like, I was busy, so I didn't respond to it right away. I'm like, I think, I guess this, this is something about the round table. And then like 10 minutes later, he goes, I've been thinking about this all day and I can't stop thinking about it. Um, that's funny. I, I imagine um, you got like a novel from a couple people. Oh my like, God. Yeah. 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 I'll read out large dad's first. Um, I'm, I'll, he, he actually gave like three or five or something like that, but I'll read out a couple of his. Um, so he said, okay, so I have a couple, but I couldn't decide. Mordekaiser R slash Q. Imagine in a league anime, it's just animated like, uh, jo- sorry, Gojo's do- domain experience expansion and the absolute unit of mace coming down like the ceiling in jojo part two uh only for him to wake up in a spiral staircase uh out of his realm with a bloody mace um (laughs) and then i'll do his like last one and finally malphite r pretty simple but imagine him speeding towards his adversary animated like naruto tailed beast spirit pom pom going mock six into a zoom slow-mo with his face with some somber music uh as he just says superman iron giant style as he kamikazes his target would be pretty sick so I don't think I'd ever choose Malphite ult, but <laughs> it's it's funny that you're so passionate <laughs> about Malphite ult. Um, it's cool. Uh, Poe said absolute zero would be like uh, Rukia activating her uh, Enkai and Bleach tier event in anime. I butchered all those names because I never watched Bleach, but uh, I, I thought absolute zero would be a fucking crazy one to do. And then last but not least, uh, last Samira, I said, uh, Lissandra Alti could be a sick variation of Gara Santo. <laughs> and depending on the setting and the animation studio, it could be a gore fest too. Um, and let me, sorry, I, I meant to pull up the Twitter ones, but I accidentally closed the tab. So give me two seconds. Oh, you're um, so cringe. And you haven't even watched Bleach? No, I've never watched Bleach. <laughs> I heard it's not great after like a little bit. Um, cool. Uh, Nas Ajo said, first I wanted to say set ultimate, but that could look pretty cool depending on the style. But I think, uh, but in the end, I think Vigral could look absolutely amazing. Yeah, Vigral would be fucking crazy because it's just like a nuke. Um, <laughs> okay, here's my last, here's my favorite one. It's from Bill on Twitter. He says, Cled passive. I just want to see how cute Scarl is in animation. <laughs> That's, That's <funny>. awesome. It's <laughs> great. Um, oh, cool. Great. So this week's roundtable question is: um, the year is 2028, and you have one League of Legends World Championship with your signature pick. What is your world? Who is your world skin for? And what signature aspect is added to make it unique to you? I feel like I'd want to just go like crazy over the top and like. Uh, I'll regardless of the champion I pick. I don't know if I have a specific champion, but mm-hmm. I, I want my like my skin to just be like the meme skin. You know, it's it's the like 420 every day, like the <laughs> yeah. the popular You're known sound for the 420. The uh, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But I think it would be really funny for it to like maybe constantly evolve too. So the memes yeah. are always the freshest, the spiciest. You know, always up to date. Yeah, that's great. What about you, Golden? Uh, I feel like I would. Uh... I'd probably go with like new new and I'm trying to think about like what would make it like signature unique to me. Obviously, uh, new new on Willump, he wouldn't be just like riding bareback. There'd be a little blue basket that he's riding around in. Um, nice. there'd, there'd probably be some like really sick effects for the snowballs, but I, I don't know what they would be. <laughs> hey, fair enough. 
Aiden, what you got? And why is it Tom Kinch? So it's Tom Kinch, of course. But my only signature yeah. thing is, you know, how you, like they actually write their signatures or whatever under them. Uh, mine's just written like a child because I have the worst handwriting in the fucking world. <laughs> like, it's like ruler, who's, ruler. Yeah, that's who it was it. Ruler. <laughs> Dude, my my handwriting's okay. It's, it's better than rulers. Like rulers actually look like a kid with like crayon or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. I honestly would be so fucking embarrassed if I had to like sign my name on a league skin. I'd do it like 150 times to get it right. That's so funny. But so do you feel like at some point he was just like, can you just have somebody else write it? Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Because like, I, I, I imagine, right, because he, like, he's not writing English letters often because he's going to be writing Korean yeah. characters. It's like I, I can understand why his like penmanship in English is not great. But like at a certain point, if he, I, I imagine he probably didn't love it. Like I would have just been like, have somebody else write it and just tell them that's my signature. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I also imagine, um, like he, he probably if he ever has to sign his name in English, it's probably his name and not ruler, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely True. don't blame him, but it it is really funny. Even his bank calls him Zion Spartan. <laughs> Even his bank calls him ruler. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, so if you want to tell us uh, what your League of Legends world skin would be and what would make it unique to yourself, you can hit us up on our Twitter at LeagueCast. You can send us an email, mail@leaguecastpodcast.com, or you can come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. That's discord.gg slash LeagueCast. Hell yeah, let's move into mail fight. Our first one is from Yumi with a gun. Hello, adorable LeagueCast crew. Yumi with a gun here or C9 Yumi if you'd like. I just wanted to thank Colton again and the other league cast members I met at the finals this past weekend. Sorry I didn't spend more time with you. I was surprisingly busy all weekend, but it was so nice to meet you and take pictures with you guys. Colton, you were so friendly and approachable. I wish I could have found time to hang out with you more. You just seem like such a chill guy uh, to have a nice conversation with. Even though I'm not very active in the Discord, the whole league cast community is so nice and I'm really happy to be a part of it. Oh, and it, uh, it was so funny that you guys saw my glowing book and dangly doodad during the games. Uh, I think uh, I was pretty easy to spot. Also, can we take a, a moment to appreciate Blabber and how emo- wonderfully emotional that moment got when everyone started sharing MVP? My heart. It was so sweet, and he deserves all the love and support um, for being such an amazing player. Despite all the ins for Scuttle Crab, we love Crabber in this house. Uh, I hope I meet up with more of you equally amazing league casters in the future. Anyone going to YumaCon in Detroit, hit me up. I'll be uh, in more Yumi cosplays for that. Um, also, uh, her cosplay. Instagram yeah, I thought, I thought it'd be fine. Uh, like she linked her yeah. thing, which I thought was fine because uh, like it, it's a yeah yeah her, her yeah, um, Instagram is uh sorry what what sorry what was it Neko Mimi it. underscore cosplay N E K O M I M I. It's mostly because I want everyone to see the fucking Yumi cosplay. I think she posted also posted in the Discord, but uh, the Yumi cosplay was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was so sick. sick. And she had this glowing book that you could see from every <laughs> single camera angle, like in the entire arena. So if you go back to like the the Cloud Nine versus a Hundred Thieves like finals, if you like ever see the crowd, you'll just see a fucking blue glowing book. <laughs> it's so yeah, you funny. see like a, a like a blue line with like rough corners where yeah. like the, it switches direction. It was so funny because so after you like mentioned that i was like walking around um and i just like dipped in in a few areas on the upper level and i was like yep, there it is there it is there it is yeah. just so easy to find it's really funny because other people like more than one person posted their like the the pictures they took from different angles like 
completely separate seatings in <laughs> like in the arena and everyone was just looking for the book like the yeah, whole they time just it was, like, they it was found so the book. <laughs> yeah. yeah best new nice. mini game while watching lcs yeah. finals <laughs> yo thanks for the email yeah for sure yeah definitely it was great to meet you and everyone and uh i mean i think yeah it for sure would have been nice to have been able to spend time more time with everyone instead of just like quick hey hello between games or like before um so hopefully next time i'm at a live event maybe we can plan uh to like have something before or after it's uh world's it was finals, tough with anyone? like yeah world's finals hopefully. it was tough because like fan day was like early enough and then like the games went late enough where it was like you couldn't really plan for before or after mm-hmm. it was just during when you can yeah um, okay, maybe one day we'll have our own booth maybe maybe one day um <laughs> So on to the next email from Nathan. Hey, Leadcast Boys. Nathan here, longtime listener, first-time emailer. Chad to respond to Aiden mentioning that he started playing Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> it's my favorite game of all time. Yes, I know that I'm very original for this. I've played through the original so many times, and I rented a PS5 just to play the remake. I want to know which version Aiden is playing, remake or older, and what he enjoys or doesn't enjoy about the game. Sorry for the length of this email, but at least it didn't take three discs to store the info. <laughs> Nathan. Nice. Um, yeah, so I played the the remake on PS5, um, and overall it was fucking great. I mean, I I don't I didn't play through all of the original is like the main thing. Um, I played through maybe a couple hours of the original when I was like younger. Um, I played through all of Crisis Core, which is like the prequel game on PSP though, and I fucking love that game. So I just was that the fighting game? No, no, no. It was, like, it was just like it was very similar to like uh, okay. Final Fantasy VII. It's just uh, with a different character, well, diff- some different characters. Um, either mm-hmm. way, I fucking loved it. So I still have nostalgia for aspects of it. I just didn't obviously have like the like I, I would when I was playing through it. I was watching a um like a playthrough of the original beside it to see what was different. You know what I mean? Oh, I was, I was that's cool. It. Um, that's a good idea other than the fact that it, it this game's broken up into multiple parts so obviously it ends before that game ends um and then it starts to diverge um overall fucking awesome really really fun um great uh <laughs> minor spot plot spoilers uh it, it's not actually i'm gonna spoil the plot but just more the fact that like the only issue i have is that so it's a remake of the game right from this game from 97 um and the big the big spoiler here if, if you if you don't really care for like the next 10 seconds is that the whole point is that it's going to be multiple parts and it's going to diverge from the story from the original, right? That That's the whole point. Oh, there's these whisper mm-hmm. things that they're trying to keep destiny, which destiny is like what the plot of the original is on track. And then you eventually kill the thing that's like trying to keep plot on track. Right. Um, so implying that stuff's going to go different. Um, and then like the next couple uh, games of the series, that being said, mm-hmm. dude, that's like 95% of the plot. <laughs> like <laughs> it, it's like, it, it's like, it just feels like it's like, Hey, we're doing this thing. Hey, you notice we're doing the thing. We're, hey, that person was supposed to die, but we're doing the thing, right? And it's like it's so in your face about like this thing. It feels like most of the plot is them like big dogging you on how cool this idea of them doing a remake but changing the story is. <laughs> uh, overall, it was super fun to play though. I, I fucking loved it. I just need to play the DLC right now. I think I'm gonna start that either tonight or tomorrow. But uh, it, it was great, though. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I wish I had more nostalgia for the actual original, because, like, there's some shit where I'm like, there's no way this is in the fucking original. Like, there's a boss called Hell House, and it's just a big house. Um, and I'm like, there's no way this is in the original. And it is. <laughs> so. It is. Wow, nice. Do you think 
if it wasn't in the original, they would have come up with anything remotely similar to that. Now? No, no, no. Nah, I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it's like a big fucking mechanical house. <laughs> cool. Yeah, but uh, it's fun. The game is fun. Uh, I understand why people like it. Um, I wish I had a little more nostalgia. I'm super excited because they're remaking Crisis Core, which is the game I have like all the nostalgia for, and that comes out in December. So, what is and the also, fighting? Oh, I think it was Dissidia. Dissidia, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, I'm super only, excited. That's the only Final Fantasy I've played a lot. Well, no, I I, I played 13. I think <laughs> you and I talked about playing 13 for like uh, at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's fun. It, it's fun. I'm glad you enjoy that game. I see why people like it so much. Nice. Uh, thank you, Nathan. Um, our next email is from Noah, who says, Is there anything that a Season 2 or 3 player could do better than their Season 12 rank equivalent? Player base percent rank, not division rank, since those have changed. Um, oh. Yeah, this discussion was on our Discord, by the way. So I just thought it was an interesting question. He like uh, okay. he emailed it in. But um, mm-hmm. the only thing that was brought up that I thought was a good argument was mana management or resource management. Ooh, Okay. Yeah, because I was, resource management back in the day was like you'd use a couple spells and you read a mana and you actually had to conserve mana. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's like maybe 15 characters in the game, maybe 20 characters in the game that actually have issues with resource management. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I I mean, it's it's odd because like I think that the question like still is asking more like because like let me restart. Generally, the, the skill level of league players has gone up. Mm-hmm. And so it like it's very easy to say that like you know a silver two player in season two would be worse than a silver two player today, um, and it's also pretty easy to say that like either player if you put them you know forward in time or back in time would also probably lose like even that silver two player who's better today if you went back into season two gameplay he would probably lose that game, mm-hmm. um, but yeah no I, I, definitely mana management is one of the few things um uh definitely the leashing camps because that mm. doesn't exist anymore (laughs) yeah yeah definitely not the way it used to um yeah but yeah i don't know i feel like i i feel like the yeah the quick and easy answer is no like players today have improved to be so much better like overall than they used to be the only other thing I can think of, and this is just more like in theory, is maybe the ways that rules function differently. Um, like, I can't think of a good example, but for example, uh, <laughs> that's such a stupid statement. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, um, like, you in, in my spoke, head, an, an idea would be like if tanks before had to play like a lot safer because they weren't as tanky, and if nowadays tanks are more tanky, then like you would in yeah. theory have to play around your like health pool and like how you position more um but i don't think like there's anything for any role like that that comes to the top of my head at least like yeah like you know maybe uh, yeah i don't know it's hard a season two or three player could probably uh react positively to an announcement from riot games better yeah that's <laughs> or have a fair. better take on reddit <laughs> yeah that's so funny because <laughs> the the takes on reddit have definitely gone down in quality yeah true true <laughs> Thank you for the email, Noah. Uh, next email is from Milkman, who says, Hello, it's Milkman, formerly White Boy Milkman, but changed it because the name was too long. Wanted to ask your guys' opinion on dynamic item builds, as I have always been a fan of champs that can win games through the item shop. Unfortunately, it feels that over the past two years with the introduction of Mythics and the item rework, you don't get a whole lot of champions that can straight up change their build completely based on the game they're in. 
My clearest example of this in the past was Katarina, where you could build basically anything after Gunblade. I understand that this is probably not healthy in terms of champion balance, but I picked up Viego last season for the same reason of having multiple mythic paths that I can switch based on what I see in champ select. I'm not asking about building situationally in the last three items, as most people understand how to be a part of playing any champion, but I am more concerned with how the optimization of core builds post-item rework has shaped the ways uh, that builds are min-maxed now for the first three items. I miss being able to flex my second item on Red Cane after buying uh, first item Death Stance and transitioning it into a straight tank build or full bruiser build, and I feel there is a level of fun lost to me when I see everyone building the same three item starts on all other champions and promptly watching the game end soon after core builds are finished. What are your thoughts on this, and what jungle champions would you recommend to round out my Viego and Kane 2-trick that share this flexibility in builds with being a full tank that is just flexing between... without being a full tank? I don't know. Um, that's just flexing between armor and magic resist. I will acknowledge that this email is long, and salute the lead caster who has made it all the way to the end, your friendly neighborhood prison guard nerd, Milkman. I don't know. I uh, so I I think this is a pretty common sentiment of like, oh, the the item rework has like been a failure. Like builds are still pretty static, and and things are always going to be the same. I think for the most part, that's been the same for the entirety of league, like as a whole. Um, builds are pretty static, and people tend to build the same thing every single game. Um, that being said, I, I I don't I don't necessarily agree with the um, like the premise that he's putting out there. Uh, I think Katarina is a fantastic example where you can now go um, Divine Sunderer, you can go Nasher's first item, you can go Rocket Belt, you can go Night Harvester. Like there are a ton of items that open up the flexibility that that you're looking for. Um, that maybe maybe it's not the flexibility that you're like the wanting, but it's still it's still there to some extent. Like you can still build items on Katarina. It's just now her her like the item that she's building first is going to be not gunblade it's going to be something else yeah uh, and, and i, I think know. that there's a lot of characters who have options between like two mythics maybe three but mostly like i think there's a lot of champions that like have two choices um right like the choice between uh frost fire and sunfire obviously is like a choice that most characters make the issue is that like 95 percent of the time depending on what character you are one is just going to always be better um you know in terms of jungle champs i think like jarvan right like you can probably go gore drinker every game but like there are instances where you might want to go something else trundle i mean again it's typically sunderer but you can go trinity force uh viego obviously has a lot of options i, I think the biggest issue is that most people just want to play the same build pretty often because then they're familiar with its damage and what they can do with it um right like even though viego can go like sunderer or kraken or shield bow i'd say probably his top three as far as i know like any viego main or like one trick is probably building the same one like every game just because they know what it does right and they can well, like, I maximize it more I, I don't I don't know I mean Viego specifically like Eclipse is getting popular on Viego Bork's on fire was good on him for a little bit like uh, mm -hmm. there there are options for everyone I think 
it, I think it's less that people are like building it for the same items. I think they're like, they just autopilot and, and don't really think about why they're building the items that they do. You know, there's certain, there are certain characters who like, how are like, where do you fit a different crit mythic item onto like a Samira build, for instance, like she's pretty, she's pretty yeah. locked into, you know, shield bow. And then she needs some sort of armor pin. She probably wants to go third item IE and then, and then, you know, situational from there, but we're already getting past the point that, that he's talking about. But then there's, there's other champions like, any, I would say, like any non-dot AP champion has a, a tremendous amount of of um, ability to to base their build entirely around like what what the game state is offering, and and mm-hmm. like there we've seen a lot of Crown Aziers, which I think are is really bad, like Crown as a whole. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, like we've obviously seen it's Crown really good Azir, for Ludens Azir, yeah. and Leandre. It's the only one we didn't. Yeah, exactly. See was. Uh... The CC one, mm-hmm. yeah, Everfrost, which is which is getting play from from other characters like Lissandra mm-hmm. or Ori or Twisted Fate. You know, there's there there is still a lot of variability in builds. It's just like people, I I think, tend to autopilot and they see like, okay, character X always goes this this mythic without really thinking about why you would build the item that you're building. Yeah, I also would bring up that like the vast vast majority of players are already really underutilizing the item system. Yeah. So like adding more options and more complexity while it is something that, you know, personally I would like, I don't think it's, you know, drastically needed. Like even, you know, I was like playing with a bunch of people. I was like spectating a like competitive team that's like playing in a league. And it was like a 25 minute game against like double enchanters atrox and like red cane and they didn't have heel cut like 25 Mm -hmm. minutes and these were all like master gm players like okay (laughs) like if if people and like you know even like the stuff about like completing morellos back when like ls was harping on that constantly like people are not building efficiently to begin with so making it a more complex system like people aren't even going to use it. They're just going to keep doing. Oh, I mean, even competitively last year at worlds, we had someone build IE second, right. As their second crit item. Yeah. uh, With a wits end, I think. So, uh, so like it's, it's hard to itemize properly every single time. Um, But I, I I think that flexibility is still there in, in league and people are just like, are unwilling to, to try it. Um, So, yeah. I do want to oh, say, like, just sorry. Like, go ahead. I, I guess I feel a little bit differently. I do feel like stuff oh, is sure. like a little static, but I also feel like it's static because stuff is figured out. Like, I, I think you guys like changed my mind a little bit. I, I definitely thought it was more static, but you guys brought up a lot of good examples of it not being static. The only time I didn't feel like builds were static was um for eighty carries. I feel like you kind of have the choice of, am I allowed to go something like Kraken, or do I have to go like the the Gale Force or the shield bow is like more of an offensive thing but i feel like mm. that's an interesting choice um whereas for i think tanks i think tanks have like the worst choices right now it's really you yeah. build what's best currently um that being said i, I did want to like give the counterpoint of i also feel like builds back then weren't that diverse either and those who did try other things not to say you're bad i'm just saying that like i think stuff just it, you were able to just you had a you were allowed to build whatever the fuck you wanted whenever you wanted um and that l- made people's builds less optimal um so it felt like more diversity and maybe that's fine but in reality in my opinion it's just kind of you were just building 
not optimally, I guess, a lot of the time. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I think like, you know, it, we'll take, I, I don't know, a character like Riven, for example, who on, on paper should have a lot of different builds that you can go, like a lot of very cool things you can do. But for the most part, it's probably like you build this item because it's the most stat efficient you know, you, you, you build this, like you build these two combos because it'll get you to this, this threshold sooner. And then you can do whatever, uh, like in that math just wasn't there previously. Like Aiden was saying, it was a, a lot less figured out than it is now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, thanks milkman. Hopefully that you appreciated the discussion there. Uh, the next one is from medic behind you. Uh, now, Ryan won't tell you this, but Sejuani's boar bristle is actually a guy, and he uses Manscaped to keep his balls smooth <laughs> as a Freljordian glacier. With Manscaped, bristle can um, drastically decrease the drag caused by hairy balls for maximum Q range with the lawnmower 4.0. Bristle also uses a custom saddle and undergarment, if you will, for maximum comfort on the battlefield. All of this, we haven't even mentioned the deodorant that he uses to mask his smell for maximum bush ambush potential. With such a cool boy using Manscaped, why aren't you? This message is not brought to you by Sejuani because she doesn't have any balls. She does wear a thong fashion out of Manscaped boxes, though. Medic behind you. Man, we were, we, we gave that one, one away for free, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's sponsors don't listen, but if you yeah, send, go, go email, send them an email. Go ahead and send them uh, 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 an invoice, Aiden. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> That's it was funny because uh, the medic messaged me on Discord and was like, "Hey, is it okay if I like? I'm, I'm writing an email. Like, is it okay if I like bring up that there's like a thong?" And I didn't. I never responded because he was like, 30 seconds later, he was like, "Nah, fuck it. I'm just gonna send it." <laughs> I love that. Um, but I was just like, obviously yes. Like you heard my manscaped reads back when they were a sponsor. Like that's so fucking funny. Uh, yeah, it was. I like that. It was good. Nice. Um, next email from Undertoned. Hey, fellas, it's your boy Undertoned here. It's official. I've given up on having fun in ranked. You're going to go up like six divisions, my dude. Uh, I'm just going to go Karthus bot, and with whatever enchanter support I get, I've given up on top lane. What made me do this? A 12 million mastery point diamond two riven one trick in my plat four rank game. This huh. motherfucker literally closed the gap on me from out of vision while I was running away as Urgot. Literally lost my mind. Fuck that champion. I used to ban Riven in every single game because there's never a casual Riven player. There are literally only 300,000 plus people playing, and I hate that champion. Mobility, damage, CC, AD scaling shield, auto resets, animation cancels, and an execute. Fuck that champ and the people who play her. That being said, Based. what is the highest mastery player you've ever seen? Did they live up to their reputation? Thanks and all, 12 million out of 12 million will quit top lane again. I promise, undertoned. So I, I'm going to make a blanket statement. I feel like there is a bell curve with champion mastery that dictates how good, a, good you are with the champion. Mm-hmm. Um, where you're not very good if you don't have a lot of mastery on it, right? And then you have a pretty decent amount. You get really good. And then I feel like the players, there's the players with like, this this player has 8 million Garen points and is stuck in Iron 2. Like, yeah. I feel like those are the only, like, those are the extremes. Is either you have very few points or you have a million points and not very good. I mean, there are um, definitely players who, like, have a ton of mastery and are very high ranked. But I feel like that's rarely very the, rare. the player yeah. who has all of it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean, 
I, I feel like it, it's weird because, like, obviously one tricks are going to have the highest mastery, but, like, players that are legitimately good players, I feel like, are less likely to be one tricks because they want to be good at multiple characters and, like, be able to dodge really bad matchups. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think definitely, like, the highest, highest mastery players are, are going to be, like, iron bronze with just like i've played 200 million games of sejuani but i really like sejuani yeah and her manscape what's your <laughs> what's your highest mastery on a character it doesn't matter like what character uh i think my highest mastery is solution and i think it's like 150,000. okay maybe mine's, i don't have very many mine's zillion at 300k wow um, on my main account, I think I have Tom Kench at 300,000, but across all my accounts, if you like in our Discord, we have a bot that does like a calculation. If you, you can link all your accounts, I think I have mm. almost a million between all my accounts, which is crazy. On Tom Kench? Yeah. Damn. Which is, it's crazy because I only have like 300 something thousand on my main account. So, I mean, I have like 700,000 across my other accounts on him. Wow. Nice. <laughs> um, but the highest I've ever played against, I've played against Anybot a lot of times, and Anybot has 12 million mastery points on Annie. Yeah. Oh, I played with Anybot like this week. Yeah. yeah. And he yeah, keeps, he he keeps well. track of he keeps track of all of his accounts like separately, right? Uh like, what do you mean? Well, I'm I'm sorry, he he like combines all the all the like he, he doesn't have twelve million points on his main. He has He does on. have twelve. He plays two thousand to three thousand games a season on his main. On oh, Annie. and it's not like he's not saying twelve million spread out across no, all eleven point like six million or something Holy, uh, on his main. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> That's wild. Huh. Yeah, I just like Anybot has eleven point three million mastery on Annie on his main. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> his second most is Vigar with three hundred seventy thousand, which is more than my highest. Mine yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Not the awesome. classic Jared Vane. I'm surprised that's not second. <laughs> Thank you, Undertone. Um, our next email is from Batman Poops. Hey guys, in the last episode you mentioned wanting to hear from new folk from folks new to league, so I'm responding with this audaciously audaciously long uh, email. Sorry, this is for science. I've been playing since March after not touching the game in its first 12 years, and here's a few reasons why. For starters, I used the COVID stimmy uh, on my first ever gaming laptop in 2020. Having skipped out on over a decade of video games, I've been trying popular titles I missed missed out on at launch. Uh, think Skyrim, Civ 6, Fortnite, uh, CSGO, Minecraft, more recently Valorant, and League of Legends. Um, after falling down the competitive esports rabbit hole, I picked up League with uh, more of a morbid curiosity than anything else. I wanted to better appreciate the pro games and streams I was watching. Fast forward several months and now I'm hooked. Being the full-blown self-flagellating League player that I am now, I have some spicy and entitled opinions that must be shared. That seemed like uh, This seemed like a good a time as any. Number one, there are way too many champions, like way too many. Probably won't have them all unlocked in my mortal lifetime. Uh, learning what each of them do is not a fun experience at all. It happens uh, by getting rolled in lane uh, and your own teammates flaming you the rest of the game. Wild Rift seems to be in a much better sweet spot with less matchups to memorize. Uh, itemization is excru excruciatingly uh, confusing uh, and boring to learn about. The game doesn't explain why certain stats are important and third-party guides barely help. The thumbnail art, only half of items actually do what they look like they should. At least give consistent background colors to the different item types. AP gets purple, AD, red, 
MR blue, armor gray, etc. Number three, the game could be less punishing for trying to help a teammate and failing at low elo. The right play is sometimes letting teammates die instead of giving over another kill. That feels awful and isn't remotely intuitive for new folks new to MOBAs. At high elo, I completely understand, but the game is too snowball-y or folks are still learning. Number four, league players are fucking toddlers. Sorry, that was phrased wrong. They act like fucking toddlers. They expect me, a bronze four dookie tier jungler, to run halfway across the map and save them from a 3v1. I used to get so frustrated with toxic teammates flaming and spam pinging. Now I mute all and my life is simply better. This uh, might be the most verbose email ever written by Ramus Main. So I'll stop here. Sorry again. Thanks for doing the podcast. I love how chill you guys are. Please keep it up. Okay, Batman poops. Some uh, strong opinions for sure. Do we want to like quickly run through these, I guess? Do we think there's too many champions? Yes. Yes. As someone who's been playing the game for 12 years, no, I do not think there are too many champions. So it's As like someone who's been right? playing the game for 12 years and I still don't even know what like, like Rel and fucking Aphelios do. Like That's your fault, not the game's yeah, fault. Yeah, that, that's the my fault. The game's perfect. But like... I mean, like, there is too many characters in the fact that, like, it's impossible to fucking learn for, like, a new player. But also, I think the most fun of the game is when they release a new character because it changes, like, so many things in the game. So Yeah, I, I think, like, that's sort of the perspective that I have. Like, it, obviously, if I were a new player, I, I my opinion would be different. I can 100% understand that, like, you know, having 150, 160 characters who all have bare minimum a passive in four abilities, some, you know, more than that is overwhelming and way too much um but again like for uh, someone who has been playing for a really long time like great it it adds so much you know longevity to the game that otherwise would not exist um so i think there's something to be said for that uh, i think there's exactly one too many champions just delete yumi and we're good he said as he played yumi earlier today i did play yumi earlier today because <laughs> she's like easy as fuck <laughs> You don't, have to, you don't have to use your brain if you play Yumi. Um, number two, itemization is excruciatingly confusing and boring to learn. Yes. Yeah, All right. Correct. Next question. <laughs> uh, the uh, game the... could be less punishing for trying to help a teammate and failing. Um, I feel like it's it's tough because like part of your issue is that you are newer, so like snowballing is definitely going to be more impactful to you because I feel like a lot of fights at your level are just going to be stat checks. Mm -hmm. Um, right. Like if 280 carries just right click each other and do nothing else, the 80 carry with more items wins that fight. Whereas with more like skilled player and more skill expression, an 80 carry who's on like, Kraken and Phantom Dancer versus one that's on like Shield Bow and only a Zeal, you know, that person with Shield Bow Zeal might win that fight if they outplay. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like that's probably the issue is that like the creative angles aren't being looked at or like looking to abuse a numbers advantage. It's just like, oh, well, their jungler got two kills and now my jungler is trying to 1v1 them a thousand gold down. Yeah, um, it's definitely, like, some of the least fun parts of, of League is, you know, itemization and figuring all that out. Um, but it, it, it comes with time, I guess. Um, it's It definitely no, could be better. It definitely done could with be itemization. We're talking about trying to help teammates and then how it just ends the game. 
I think it relates to his, his, his first Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize. I was going to say, I think it relates to uh, the last one, which is like league players or toddlers as well. Um, I just think that's, that's something you'll, the more you play, you'll learn that like people have a hard time admitting their mistakes and how they played poorly. Meaning if you get dove toppling in a 2v1, you go, why the fuck is my jungler not there to like make it a 2v2? Right. When in reality, you could go, hey, my jungler's bottom. I should back off because I'm going to get over it. Right? Um, it's just not the way that people think about stuff. So people are babies. And also, it, it means it's punishing when you mess up as well, because like those two things go hand in hand a lot, I think. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it takes a it takes a special kind of person to admit that they're the reason that they lose at, at the very least some games, if not every single game that they lose. Um, I wouldn't know. I my team I've never lost to lose every single time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't lose. Um, yeah, I've never yeah, lost a it'll, game of League of Legends in my life. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe it won't. Depends on your definition. Um, I personally don't think it's any better or worse than any other multiplayer game, having played a lot of them. Um, but I think that's a minority opinion. I don't think most people feel that way. So a lot of people think League is the worst. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm. Maybe I have some rose rose-colored glasses. But anyway, thanks for your email, Batman Poops. Yeah, next email is from Murdoch. says, what is up, LeagueCast? I'm a longtime League player from the Netherlands and started listening to, or rather enjoying the podcast a few months ago. Been gold three or four. Uh, he says he mains Phil, but gold three or four for a few seasons. And last season, I tried to push plat with my brother. Unfortunately, I only reached gold two, but he hit plat three, which was super cool. Hmm. Anyway... I reached gold three this season. I've been playing with him or playing for fun with friends more than ranked. I attempted to start the grind of plat after playing with actual chimps in my team and being a chimp myself. I had a 14 game loss streak over a few days slash weeks. It's like Colton. Yeah. (laughs) Except for it's not over a few days slash weeks. It's like over one day. It's over a day. Yeah. Yeah. So I took a break for a couple of weeks. Two weeks ago, I logged on and queued up for ranked for the first game because why not? And after losing a banger of a first game in which my lane opponent was like, easy win, I had a suspicion that the account might be cursed. So naturally, I queued up for the next game. As soon as I got into champ select, there is a message from our Master Yi mid lane saying, what's up guys, I hope no one plans on winning this game, because I guarantee we don't. I asked him what he meant and he proceeded to bark at me. I didn't dodge because I was really curious as to how the game would unfold. We lost the game and I have abandoned ranked for this account till the end of the season. I then created an account with the purpose of getting uh, to Iron 4 so I can see the level of play. I'm just curious. Uh, Going into my first ranked game of the account, I was super chilled and was spreading good vibes because I had zero worry about winning because I just wanted to be placed low and then demote. I won't lose by feeding on purpose, but just by learning champs and interactions of different runes, etc. and ranked. I know it's kind of fucked up, but it's an experiment. Part of my experiment is to get rid of flame in my games. So, for example, I was clapping the top Warwick's cheeks, and he all chatted, no life, Yone. And I was just like, bro, no need to be mean. I just had a good game. We all have good and bad games. It was fun to lane versus you, which then turned the conversation around, and everyone got involved saying things like, yes, yeah, sorry for the flame. I was frustrated, for example. All in all, it was a super nice game. Unfortunately, I won the game, so I'm going to have to 
aim to be toxic in the future but that game was nice so in conclusion if you want to win ranked games first time yone top lane with predator and be nice and you're guaranteed to climb with predator yeah uh uh thanks for the awesome podcast and sorry for the length of the email huh what a uh what a twist this took i think it is a little cringe that you want to get placed in um uh iron four but hey, to each their own, I suppose. Um, but, uh, was there any question? Or <laughs> uh, your account's I, not cursed; it's just been unlucky. It'll get better. No, no account's cursed. Yeah, just play better. Except for mine. Yeah, just play better. Just play more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and K, good luck on your climb. It's, uh, maybe uh, I know you're doing your experiment, but like. The more you play to not win, the, the it increases the percentage of people doing that, which makes the game slightly worse. So yeah, I'd, if I'd this way, I mean, would you appreciate having that in in gold, like trying to get the plat? Like, I think uh, I think that's the the, that's the actually spirit why he's on a 14 of it. Game loss streak because he's yeah, exactly, exactly. It. You know, if it's not you, it's your team, and uh, you're being that team for someone else. So hey, that's okay. We'll figure it out together. Um. Anyway, awesome. Thank you, Murdoch. Our next email is from William. He says, uh, I came to the podcast because I love League and I've been finding ways to incorporate it uh, when I don't have time to play games. I stayed with the podcast because of Colton and the ads. I know there's a specific script that has to be read. However, Colton managed to, manages to read it in, with such expression and I love all the banter and additional commentary on Manscaped and Nord. Uh, Nord VPN. Love listening to you guys and keep up the good work, William. Hey, good job, Colton. Jokes on you guys. This is I read the script word for word every week, and and don't ad lib at all. You also wrote this email. <laughs> I also wrote this email. <laughs> yeah, it's me. If you if you rearrange the letters in William, you get blue basket. <laughs> oh my god! It's it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> don't try it. Uh, That's funny. <laughs> thank you, William, for the email. Uh, next one is from Jonathan, who says, Hello, guys. I think this is my third email so far. Last time I wrote in to say that I took three of my accounts to gold, but now after 500 games and a win rate of 54%, I can finally say that I made it to platinum for the first time. Congratulations, man. Uh, my friend has always boasted that he is better than me at the game, but after he got his brother's account with Diamond MMR, he went down to Plat 4 with a 38% win rate. I, on the other hand, was in Gold 2 and did uh, 4 wins, 1 loss, and 8 wins again in a row, and climbed straight through Gold 1 to my Plat promo. Really wanted to say that it's damn nice to be able to bring back... Uh, to brag back a little bit saying that I'm now a whole one LP above him, which <laughs> feels absolutely wonderful. Sorry for the long email. Hey, I sent this email in too because I'm one LP <laughs> above Aiden. That's and, funny. Uh, clear, I mean, I, I think to be able to like be a higher rank than your friends and give them shit is one of the strongest like motivating factors for so many league players to get better. Like, I think it's fun if you guys are close. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're, you're like diamond if, and silver, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that, you know, that's not fun. But if there's, you know, some camaraderie between like, okay, we're going to see who gets the diamond first, for instance, you know, I think that's, that's always really fun, even though it's always predetermined. Um, but, uh, yeah. So the, so the fact that your guys are one LP separate is like super sick. 
Yeah, and you should also, it's easy to get his account banned because they, they're account sharing if it's his brother's account. Mm-hmm. So then he'll have yeah, to climb up crazy. again, and then he'll know, he won't make it out of gold. And then you can, you can make fun of him. He's like, haha, you got banned and you're sucking gold. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks, Jonathan. Uh, next email is from Eric. He says, hello, I just wanted to chime with my two cents on the recent discussions of top lane. Uh, I have an opinion as to why people feel top lane is weak and has low impact compared to other roles. And I'm curious if any of you agree or disagree. Uh, Surprise, surprise. I think people hold this opinion of top lane because they are likely playing the macro game incorrectly, at least when it comes to winning or carrying a game after winning lane. The number one mistake I see over and over is that top laners feel the need to leave lane to try to help their team, especially if their team is losing. Obviously, every game is different based on team comp and what champion you're playing, which in turn changes what strategy you should impose. But as a general rule, I feel randomly leaving lane is one of the biggest mistakes a top laner can make. Leaving lane allows the losing top laner to catch up in gold and XP, eventually to the point where the lead you had is gone or becomes insignificant. Additionally, roaming around the map is a big risk as there is no guarantee you will get anything from it and you lose gold and XP the entire time you're gone. In addition, as to, uh, in addition to why it is bad to leave top, a top laner can exert much more pressure and impact on the game by simply staying top. Not only does staying top keep your opponent behind permanently, but you exert pressure by taking towers, proxy farming, ta- taking enemy jungle camps, and killing the enemy jungler in their jungle. Perhaps the most pressure you can exert is when you can 1v2 or even 1v3, which is not uncommon when crushing lane as a bruiser slash duelist type champion. This strategy has its own risk, uh, but at least it gives the top laner control and impact over the game, which is possibly one of the biggest complaints I see about top lane. When done correctly, it is possible to 1v9 with this strategy, after winning lane, of course. Anyway, that has been my observation for my own solo queue games, where I've seen top laners make this mistake over and over. I'm curious if any of you see this as well in your games, if you generally agree or disagree with this opinion. I'm sorry for the length of the email. Thank you for producing this awesome podcast, Eric. A- uh, Aiden. Would you like to take a crack at this one? Uh, yeah, I would love to. Why does um, top lane not feel so shit to play? Why don't you just stay in lane? So, yeah, sorry, but he, does he actually think it's bad or not? I, I couldn't tell. So, I, was, uh, I think he thinks it's good, but mm-hmm. only because you can stay in lane and trash every like uh, trash everyone that comes into your lane. Okay, that's like is 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 summarizing it maybe not in the nicest way, but. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I get that. I guess I think it's something that like also differs a lot at varying elos. I mean, the only reason I think that is because top is the most played role at lower elos statistically, and it's the bottom two role at higher elos. Um, I I think it's because it's a a typically a weak sided role at those higher elos where. If you're a jungler, it's very easy to force a 2v1, right? And if the jungler's not there, you get dove and you die, right? Mm-hmm. Or the right play is you gave up, give up three waves, and if they have Herald, you lose your entire tower, right? And your options are either die and give all that shit up or just, like, get back up and give all that shit up, right? Um, so there's a lot of times where your lane is dictated by things out of your control. And the other negative thing is that with the TP nerfs, you can't TP into fights as easily, meaning that if the game goes to shit with the other four players on the map, like, if people are fighting over dragons, mid ganks, bottom ganks, all this jazz, then you're just hoping that your team comes out on top of it, Um so like like 14 minutes, 15 minutes of the game pass before you can interact with the map in a meaningful way. Um, and then you still have like all the jazz about like just being able to get dove in because you're, you're so like isolated. Um, that being said, I do agree that, yeah, I think there's a lot of strong characters in top lane. A lot of characters that kind of just like 
fuck shit up like Aatrox um set Tom Kench is a great example a lot of these characters kind of just like fuck shit up when people come into their lane that being said if you just don't go into their lane they just have to sit yeah. there and wait is like the biggest issue um there's just like not enough like um agency y- yeah agency in the role is like the reality um i always make the i keep making the joke that they should just add a door that leads to bottom lane but like <laughs> like honestly the the big issue is that games are getting shorter and shorter higher low you get the games are even shorter and if the average game time uh i know it was last season i think game time's gone up a little bit this season but in master tier was like 24 minutes or something like that and if you don't have tp which means you're kind of isolated for the first 14 15 minutes of the game that's a lot of the game that's gone before the game's over, right? Yeah, I think um, I, I think some of the points you brought up are exactly some of the points that people complain about in in terms of top lane. Um, the fact that you have to stay in top lane to get an advantage is frustrating because the game isn't decided by staying in one lane. You know, especially when there's like super uh, impactful dragon fights, herald fights, things like that that happen, and if you're not there, like you don't get a say in how the fight goes, which can be really frustrating. Uh, it's the lane with the the biggest uh, counter pick potential, like the ability yeah, to actually like uh, to actually get just fucked over your entire game experience fucked over by like if you're playing against a, a top laner who's way better than you are, like it the discrepancy between skill is most prevalent in top lane you know you yeah. can you can survive wave clear and like hug your tower ish in mid lane but top lane is so long and champions there have a lot of mobility damage like cc uh not to mention like i feel like every single top laner just knows how to free- freeze a wave now like there, I, I, there are a lot of things that are so incredibly frustrating with top lane yeah, I was gonna say like I I kind of always forget about like counterpick because like I, I play Tom Kench and Tom Tom Kench yeah. is probably one of the better blindable characters in the game. Like I ban Fiora and I no one picks Heimerdinger, so I'm kind of safe in most matchups. Um, the way it plays out, this is kind of same. But like yeah, if you're like a fucking Darius player or something, if you're not first picked, you do, you just lose lane if they if they want to pick a counter, like if they're able to pick a counter, um, and that's fucking miserable. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's not there's not much you can do if you pick Darius and then they just lock in like Vayne or Callista or something Quinn like that. Quinn or whatever. Like Quinn, like yeah, exactly. Like, what are you supposed to do? You have to so harshly outplay them that like it, in any other lane, you would crush them. But just because top lane works the way it does. Yeah, it, it's just, it's weird. Like, I don't think it's like a bad rule. I mean, the reality is both teams have a top laner, so it's not like you pulling top lane lowers your chance of winning. It just lowers, like, you don't have much agency. And once again, I think there are upsides. Like, I'm going to list a couple things, and you could easily say, well, couldn't you be the other top laner in this scenario? And the answer is, of course, yes. It's like, okay, so you complain a lot about, like, agency bottom like a lot of shit going on bottom why don't you just roam bottom and stuff and give up top lane that's something i do a lot right and my issue is that guess what it fucking sucks when the enemy top laner just takes all five of your plates and keeps split pushing (laughs) and then it's like okay aiden well then why aren't you the split pusher and like then if you're playing a split pusher and they just sit in lane with you then your split push is like not very strong right and then you're still back Mm -hmm. to like the coin flip shit and it's like yeah there's uh, there's things that can go well when given the opportunity it's just like a lot of them are not completely up to your control which is annoying or fun, you know, yeah. like maybe, <laughs> maybe they are up to your control. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like maybe split pushing is the way that you win this game, but is it fun? 
not until you're hitting nexus turrets right Dude, that tom kench game i like put one of my i lost my server i went like seven and three or whatever and lost it's like i won lane so hard i like four owed my lane five owed my lane and then my bottom lane was losing my mid was losing so i just started going to team fights and i fucking went to like team fights and started winning team fights in the venue guess what that fucking zero four jacks just pushed four tire yep. <laughs> yep. like it's, it's and like then it's he's, then he's stronger than that. me it's like cool <laughs> yeah exactly like uh, so i think i think it's like I've started playing top lane and I feel like I'm definitely not the most qualified to make this statement. I feel like top lane is a strong role. It's just not fun. Like if you compare what the role is able to offer compared to other roles, like it's probably within a percentage or two in terms of like strength. If you, if you were to completely divide the entire game into five roles like each role having 20 percent of your team's like power especially if you're playing good stuff like how many times have yeah, you seen exactly. a fucking just run to a team fight and kill everyone <laughs> like yeah for sure weak. for sure like yeah if, if you're playing something really off meta and you get counterpicked like yeah maybe you have like a 10 or 5 percent chance you know 5 percent of your team's power um but yeah if you're playing a champion that's strong like you get the equivalent amount of help as your your opponent does and you're a better player than them like chances are you're you're gonna beat them but like is it as much fun as other roles like no absolutely not i think there's way more skill skill expression in being a good jungler for instance than there is um uh being a good uh top laner oh for sure um and, and i i think like that's sort of where the discrepancy comes from because like the the reality is every single role if you if you are popping off and the rest of your team is losing you're probably going to lose that game and it's going to feel like your lane is worthless like it doesn't mean anything it's all decided by by you know a coin flip from your other teammates but the reality is like that's that's every single role and i don't think top lane is any like special exception um i i just think like it is more fun it, i'm sorry it's less fun when it goes well and a lot less fun uh, when it goes really not well yeah so uh, yeah I, I don't know that's I mean, uh that's, that's sort of how i feel about every it. role is like it, the reality is you can you can do this for every role you know what i mean like like even as i was thinking like we're talking about like oh okay, if you're so much better you just fucking gap the enemy later you fucking counterpick them you fucking freeze on them you dive them and then in my head i was like fuck also if i'm playing against like the the worst player on the team and they're playing top lane i feel like i'm fucking miserable because like he can play low econ and then uh still do stuff and it's like both those can can both be true at the same time but like not at the, like, both those statements can be true but at different times but they both are true right like like it, it is annoying like if they're fucking like let's say it's a team you have a team of silver gold plat diamond master or whatever and i'm playing against their silver top laner i'm pissed because he's playing scion and he's still gonna like do 70 yeah. percent mm -hmm. of what even if I gap him, right? But then in the same uh, situation, I'm like, oh, I'm against the, I'm I'm a silver player and I'm against their master top laner. Oh, he froze on me, solo killed me twice, and I'm down a billion farm. And it's like both those statements feel true, but obviously they're um like they they uh can't they can't, can't both be true at the same time. You know what I mean? It, it's weird. It, the rule the yeah, rule just feels punishing. Mm -hmm. they're simultaneously true and not true at Counter, the same time like yeah, yeah. Intuitive, i guess uh, it, it, like yeah and I, I think that's like as someone who i will I think, think does does not play a lot of top lane uh i i feel like that is the perspective that a lot of people should have mm -hmm. like this role isn't fun it's play like it's playable and it has e equivalent strength of of other roles but it's just not fun 
I, I think it's not as when fun. you guys were going through a lot of the statements that are like true on on both sides of it are like I think what it ultimately comes down to, which is the thing that a lot of people don't want to admit, is that like role differentials matters a lot less than just player differentials. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yes, there are instances when like top lane or mid lane or any lane feels like there's like nothing you could have done, but like vast majority of the time it's not because of your role it was because of how you played Mm -hmm. um and like that's why you know when you're winning lane and they do nothing but are still effective it feels bad and you're like oh man i can't influence the game but that's why like you know well a different player who like is wrecking you in lane and is frozen every wave and you're down three levels it's like oh my god this is op it's like well yeah it wasn't because you were top lane it was because that person was just significantly better Mm-hmm. Like the, they, I think it's just more it, it just happens more frequently in top lane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um awesome. Thanks, Eric. Uh we have one more email, but we're gonna save it for next week. We're hitting our time limit. Um so we are going to uh close out the show. If you want to send us an email, there's mail at leecastpodcast.com. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash kinglardout, blue basket, and leecast frost. We got some stuff happening this week, so make sure you tune in. Uh tweet at us at leecast on Facebook, we're leecast. Visit our website, leadcastpodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.gg slash leadcast. And support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash leadcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.